grab a seat. Welcome to worship this morning. We are so, so glad that you are here. A few days after uh, Jesus came out of the tomb, he appeared before Peter and his disciples. And he looked at Peter and he said, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know that I do. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. So in light of this command of Jesus to go and feed sheep, please join me as we pray this morning for the global church. Sovereign God, we pray for the church throughout the world. Strengthen your church in all places nearby and far away from us. Sanctify its life and renew its worship and empower its witness. Restore its unity. We pray for the mission of your church. Make us joyful, effective ambassadors for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we give you thanks for the calling that you have placed upon us and entrusted with us. We pray for your church as she carries this gospel to the remotest places of the earth. We pray for Asia, so vast and deeply rooted in tradition, where your church is small but religion is great. Help us to discover new ways to witness in this ancient land. We pray for Africa, where your church grows rapidly, where faith is exuberant, but where there is famine and oppression we ask that you break the cycle of suffering among our brothers and sisters there. We pray for Latin and South America, where your church stands faithfully with the weak and the poor, where martyrs are made and drugs dictate, where we are paying for the sins of our past. We ask that you bring peace to our neighbors, O oh Lord. We pray for North America, where so much affluence causes so much indifference. The land was so much to give, yet a land held prisoner by its possessions. Help us to assume the role of servant, as Jesus the Christ did. We pray for Europe, where empty cathedrals stand as museum pieces of a historic faith, where secularity has produced despondency and where tensions from immigration abound. Lord, we ask that you rekindle the light of the gospel in, there, in this land, bring purpose and peace through the Son, through the knowledge of your Son. And Lord, we pray for the Middle East, the cradle of your church, the land many face call holy, and now the place where the pain of the cross is so vivid, where the dry earth is watered by the tears of suffering. Free people there from the roaring madness. Teach us mutual respect. Let the captives go free and the frightened to be comforted. Our great God, as we seek to follow your lead, to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation, give us, give us hearts of humility, hands of service, listening ears, feet that follow you in difficult places, mouths that speak truth, and let all that we be, we be done in love as we remember Christ, our Savior, who rose for us to live and pray for us through the Holy Spirit. We pray in all these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mindy. Hope you all had a great Easter weekend, a great four-day weekend, great Easter, wherever you were, near or far. We had a great time as a family. We uh, got to do a fun Easter family things. We have a picture, I think, of us uh, going to church here, right here on campus, and then and I think a family picture would look like it on Sunday. It's fun. And uh, we had all kinds of fun Easter eggs and 
time with friends and neighbors. And um, I think we found all the Easter eggs we, we hid in our house. Not positive, but pretty sure. <laughs> and then, but the day before, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Sunday was great, but the day before was River's fifth birthday. So this is Saturday. Yeah, you can wish him a happy birthday on your way out today. And uh, he, he turned five. We had a great, that's his pancake cake right there, starting start the morning with Thomas all over it. You can't see that very well. And we had a great, a great day together. One of the things I uh, have so much fun with River recently is River is alive and active. He loves doing things. And one of the, my favorite things he's been saying to me recently is, Dad, do you want to do something fun? <laughs> Which is obviously only one answer to that. Of course. <laughs> let's do it. Let's get the trains out. Let's get the cars. Let's go outside. River is so alive and active. And it's such a gift for me as a dad and, and for our whole family. He's wonderful. So happy fifth birthday, River. As you know, we've been, we've been encountering Jesus in the Psalms and li- learning to live more honestly before God in this series this, this semester. And last week we talked about how we find hope in suffering because God has entered into our suffering in Jesus and the suffering of this world. And today I have a question for us as we get started before our psalm. And the question is this. Have you ever been tempted to think that God is dormant or passive? Have you been tempted to think that God is dormant or passive? Maybe, like, as we were just praying, you think about the state of the world and the way things are, the, the, the war, the famine, the disease. Think, God, are you really active in this world? Or maybe a little closer to home in America, the, the crime, the, the corruption, the systemic racism, the, the things that shouldn't happen here but seem to still happen, or even, even closer to home in our own hearts, the way that things keep getting us, even when we can't believe they're still bugging us for years and years, the sin that keeps us held, held on to us. You say, God, are you really alive and active in this world? Are you really? Sometimes maybe in those moments it feels like God's more like a scarecrow than anything, a scarecrow out there. Looks kind of scary for a distance, but you get close and like, oh, it's just some sticks and some clothes dressed up, stuffed with hay. God, are you really like that? This was a feeling that the people of Israel had often. And as we get to learn from them and their journey with God, in Exodus chapter 14, right when they're Right when they had this great act of deliverance from God through these plagues and getting them out of these 400 years of slavery in Egypt, they come to the edge of the Red Sea, and there's Pharaoh's army pursuing them behind. And in Exodus 14, it says, In great fear, the Israelites cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Was it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the very thing we told you in Egypt? Let us alone and let us serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better to serve the Egyptians than to die in this wilderness. They clearly at that moment thought, God is not active and alive. God is dormant and passive right now. And we're now going to die here. Why, why, we'd rather be slaves and alive. But Moses has answered for him. Moses says, no, no, God's alive. Do not be afraid. Stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will accomplish for you today. God will deliver you. The God I know is alive. This is the God who comes through. And so 
as we know the rest of the story, right? God does deliver them, opens the sea. They pass through on dry ground, delivers them from the, from the pursuing army. And this is the greatest moment of deliverance in the history of Israel. And when they look back to you again and again, as they remember God's amazing help and active work in their lives. And in Exodus 15, there are these songs, these songs of Moses and Miriam that, that celebrate God's deliverance. They say, God, you're so incredible. God, you did it. God, you're alive. You're active. God, whoa. And over the, the years after that moment of deliverance, other songs were written and drawn from that. And, and one of the songs that was written is the song of today, Psalm 118. A psalm that celebrates God's deliverance. It's called the Hallel Psalm. A psalm that they would, they would read Psalm 113 to 118 at, at the Passover time every year and other festivals as well to remember God's deliverance. Remember, God came through. Remember, it's true. God did it. God did it. Don't forget. And so this is the psalm we come to today, Psalm 118. And as you know, I'm not, I'm not surprising you now, but I really want to read, read it together as the people of God lifting our voices with the church and people of God for thousands of years. So let's read Psalm 118 together. It'll be on the screen. It's kind of long, just to warn you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. With the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? The Lord is on my side to help me. I shall look in triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in mortals. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All the nations surrounded me. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me, surrounded me on every side. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me like bees. They blazed like fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. 
Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Thank you for reading. Well done. The psalm, it reminds us maybe of, of uh, our favorite space ranger. Fear not, earthlings. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. God comes through. God is active deliverer. God did it. In verse 5, we saw this. Out of my distress, I called to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. Verse 14, which is an exact quote from Exodus 15, that song right after they got out of the, past the Red Sea. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. In verse 24, that well-known, maybe uh, if you're like in my house, you might hear this in the morning sometimes. Sorry, children. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day the Lord has made. Another way you could say it is this is the, Lord, the day the Lord has done it. The day God has delivered us. This is the day God came through. We know God is alive and active, not passive and, and dormant, because God has acted in deliverance. That's what the psalmist tells us. Not just because he acted, but also because of who God is. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. That word steadfast love in Hebrew is one that is worth us learning together. So some of you know it, I know already. It's chesed. You got a little bit of that ha, all right? Ha, you spit a little if you need to. Um, you can apologize later. So let's say it together. Chesed. Chesed. The steadfast love of God. This is this beautiful word. This, it's not just love in word, not just I love you, but love enacted. As God enacts his love in this world, this is who God is, the God who acts in love and chesed love. The God whose name is the Lord. Remember the name, the Lord? Moses, the name God gave him means I am who I am or I will be who I will be. This is a, not a passive, dormant God. This is an active God who is I am, the I am God, the God who is now and will be forever. The God who is moving and active, even our understanding of the triune nature of God and the mystery of that, there's a dynamic livingness about God and his very being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is who God is, the active and living God. And so God is not passive and dormant. God is active and living, and he invites the people of God to celebrate this at every Passover and other festivals. Remember, God loves parties. He made parties. He loves parties as long as he's invited. So he says, he told the people of God, to come, to come celebrate lots. Let's celebrate this Passover. And so the people of God continue to celebrate and just did this last week. And about 1,500 years after that first Passover at the Red Sea, there was a group that gathered again, as usual, to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem and remember God's great deliverance, this active, living God. And the man rode into town this year on a donkey, and everyone celebrated outside and sang this song, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
And a couple days later, this, this man with 12 of his closest friends ate the Passover meal. At the end of the Passover meal, they sang a psalm, probably this psalm, as the last of the Hillel psalms, at least, sang this one and went out before he was out to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, where we know he was betrayed and arrested, falsely crucified, dead, buried, and laid in a new tomb. And that Friday night and that Holy Saturday, you have to think, the disciples, we know actually the disciples were thinking, is God really active and alive? I thought Jesus was going to be the one. I thought he was going to do something different. I thought God was going to bring his deliverance. And they wondered as they huddled in fear, is God really alive and active? And then that Sunday morning at dawn when the women went to the tomb, they heard the answer. Yes, God is alive and active in this world. No matter what your eyes see, yes, decisively yes. The answer has been made clear once and for all. God is our deliverer and the resurrection of Jesus is the exclamation point, the stamp of God's chesed, active love in this world. God is alive and comes through. And so we say, verse 14, but now in light of Jesus, the Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. This is the act of God's mighty deliverance that we could never forget that God is alive and active in this world. Verse 7 says, The Lord is on my side to help me. I should look in triumph on those who hate me. In the story of Egypt, it gets a little confusing about God taking sides and people and tribes. and oh, That's kind of hard to figure out. But, but in Jesus, when this is fully fulfilled, it becomes really clear. God's on our side. You know who the enemy is? Sin and death and evil. God's on our side. Again, sin and death and evil. God has brought about the victory and invited us now to live in light of his active, living resurrection. And so who we are, people of God, invited to live as in, in living communion with the living God. What does that look like? What does it look like to live as resurrection people? It means living with, in real relationship with God. It's not just religion, right? It's relationship. A relationship with a living God where we actually listen to, walk with, commune with, obey, trust a living God. It's not just on paper. It's not just morals, doing good things, being good people, going to church. It's actually engaging with a living God who's alive today actively at work in his work of deliverance. We cry out to God from our whole hearts because God's alive and active. We can and know that God listens. We participate in God's good work in this world of setting things right. Setting things right with God. We often call that evangelism. Setting things right with our world. We often call that seeking peace or justice. Both are part of what God's doing in this world. And God, the living God, says, come, join me. Come be a part of what I'm doing, setting things right in this world. There's good things going on. Come join me because I'm alive and active. Invites the fact that God's alive and active leads us to worship like we are. Not so we can get a feeling or feel good about ourselves, but because we get to acknowledge and be with this living God. Band, you want to come on up? It brings up a question as you think about this world and how messed up things are out there and in here, how could it be that God has delivered us? 
In the Christian life, we think about this as the already not yet of our faith. It's true, it's already been done. Jesus has finished, has, has declared the victory over sin and death and evil and his active love for us. And there's a not yet. There's a someday. Jesus is going to come back and return and make all things right where truly will be done and a new creation will come. And then we'll see the ultimate deliverance of God. And so let's be God's people living in this active, with and in and along with this active and living God. Let's stand and worship that God now. Amen. The Lamb has overcome. God's great deliverance has come in Jesus. One of the great gifts of being here is, is seeing how the ways that, that this community lives out the reality of God's active, living presence and communion with us day in and day out. And so let us go do that again and afresh in love for others and communion with God and seeking justice and caring, what's, caring for what's right and seeking the purity of our hearts before God and seeking Him with uh, surrendering our lives to Him. Let's go and live and serve this God who has overcome in the Lamb Jesus and who has delivered us this day and for all eternity. We go in His name. Go in peace. Have a great day. Thank you.